season one of Censored is on the way. It will be a little different to everything I've done before because, you know, they say change is as good as a rest. With that in mind, I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, Dr. Lloyd Maeve Houston. Hi, Lloyd. It's me again. Like Jason Voorhees in a in a video nasty. I'm I'm back. You're a revenant haunting the podcast. <laughs> no, it's a, an absolute delight to be here. Well, I've asked you to join me on a more permanent basis because the last episodes we did were just such a riot in the case of the Playboy, literally. And because also I'm feeling a little bit lonely in my obsession about censorship. And I figured you're one of the few people on the planet who think about this particular <laughs> specific niche interest about as much as I do. Yes, it's, uh, we, we, are, we are broken in the same way. And on, <laughs> on such things, our collaborative <laughs> partnerships founded. But because a new host requires a new format, we're not going to talk about books in season 10. We're going to talk about, drumroll, dramatic pause, film. <laughs> trying to tee things up with that uh, video nasties sort of comment. It was a good a good intro. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 exciting. So what we're going to do this time for this trailer is a short kind of getting to know you questions and answers. I've got questions, you've got questions and neither of us know what we're going to ask each other. So, you can go first. What's a film or maybe like or a scene from a film? that you were embarrassed to watch with other people? Ooh. Mm-hmm. That is a really good question. Well, I didn't really watch much film with my parents just because they were wildly against television and we had no video player. Okay. Oh, that, yeah, that... we were seriously deprived. I mean, living in the suburbs is one thing, but without a video player, it's like, Jesus. I, I mean, you can't argue with the with the results, though. Clearly deprivation does strange <laughs> things. <laughs> I can't think of being exceptionally embarrassed as a result, because I would have gone to the pictures with my mates or my boyfriends. and Okay. Yeah. Funny that. Yeah, that's a good question. So, have you been mortified? I mean, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think what the what a particularly sort of revealing example. I definitely remember being sort of embarrassed to be found watching cabaret because, as as a an already by that point pretty flamboyant um, individual, I I sort of assumed that it would kind of rumble me to 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 parents in in terms of certain in, in, incipient kind of self self-realizations around queerness and gender but given the 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 shock and consternation that greeted uh, my eventual coming out uh apparently not they just <laughs> thought i had a real taste for uh for bob fossey's work uh, or you know a, a deep interest in um, the cultural politics of of weimar germany i was sort of fortunate in that in almost the exact opposite situation to you not only did we have a tv and a video player but i had uh, a tv and and vcr all to myself oh the luxury yeah um so i i had a sort of hand-me-down of a hand-me-down of the, the you know the 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 tv that least worked but it did mean that i could c- kind of conduct my own <laughs> cultural researches so you know channel 5 post 11 p.m taught me a great deal about the world yeah because you had 
You had British TV, you see. I did, yeah. I grew, grew up in the in the Black North. I got to see the the kind of BBC version of things, which I imagine were probably slightly less less trimmed. Than... I suspect just a little less trimmed than the RT version of the same <laughs> film. Because my parents were so anti-television, we didn't have what was called multi-channel in those days, which was British television. Everybody got it for free. It was stolen, basically. And so everybody I hung around with watched British TV. And I was like, not only do I not have a VCR, I don't even have fucking BBC or Channel 4. Practicing your own sort of cultural isolationism. Absolutely. It's the equivalent of not giving your children the internet. You know, I know people think it's a good idea, but I have my doubts. I suppose the fact that I'm currently engaged in this activity may speak to the contrary, but it it meant that like not a lot of things came charged with a sort of big taboo around them of like, oh, this is, you know, content I shouldn't be seeing or, or, or something. I think it would have been hard, though, to shock me, given my parents kept a sex manual in the kitchen cupboards. So, you know. Why in the kitchen cupboard? <laughs> it was a bookcase and it was next to the Encyclopedia Britannica. Don't ask me why. Obviously, I didn't read it because I'm not sick. These recipes don't make much sense. And in retrospect, I'm annoyed with myself that I didn't read it because I want to know which one it was. But I have blanked that out of my mind. I'm not going to suggest any other reasons your parents may have had for keeping it in the kitchen <laughs> and what, what what may have gone on in your kitchen. But um, Yeah, we did go to bed criminally early as well, you know, thinking back on it. <laughs> I feel like we're learning a lot about each other, <laughs> kind of over and above <laughs> our relationship to cinema. Um <laughs> What's your favourite film? Which is kind of, what is your favourite, favourite film? My favourite film, but also one that I can't rewatch with any regularity because it's almost unbearable to do so, is is definitely Firewalk With Me. You know, the, the Twin Peaks, like, prequel film. Well, it holds that position for, for a number of reasons. One of which is it is just a fucking amazing film. And one of the most incredible sort of, you know, dramatizations of, like, trauma and abuse imaginable which makes it a hard film to rewatch but it is also the film i was at a screening of when all of my sort of um, gender stuff clicked so th- this sort of secret cinema type thing had arranged a screening of it in uh, in london um, at the moth club which is this very like vibey sort of mid-century working man's club um sort of place and so we were like well you know may as well dress up for it and if you're going to dress up as anyone from Twin Peaks, to my mind, you're going to dress up as Audrey Horn. And so I, you know, Julie sort of assembled what, what began life as a costume. Um, and then, you know, partner was uh, going as, as sort of Dale Cooper to complete the pairing. And then, yeah, kind of midway through watching the film, sort of n- noticed them noticing me inhabiting things that that sort of, you know, it, like it wasn't costume anymore, I guess, you know, it did become something sort of different. So yeah, in, in a weird way, I, I associate this, this very euphoric moment of sort of self-realization with this like incredibly bleak <laughs> or like psychologically sort of traumatic film. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm always like, you know, we'll, we'll kind of animatedly talk about it and recommend it to people and then remember <laughs> that that's not really... <laughs> the vibe that's brilliant that's an an amazing like 
moment. Cinema can teach you stuff about yourself. And um... <laughs> yeah, which is what the censors are worried about, of course. I was going to say it's it's a <laughs> it's a it's a rare instance of the you know such and such media will turn our kids queer being pretty pretty on the money. <laughs> That, that experimental <laughs> cinema gives gives people notions, you know. You see, that's why they're so scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, that was just such a great run through of all the weird and wonderful ways we've encountered film. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's. I did not expect to, to learn where your parents kept their uh, kept their sex manuals. That was. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyone visiting the house comes to the kitchen, so. Like, any observant child noticed. Look, I mean, you know, um, in, inhabiting a sex-positive space is... <laughs> yeah, in the 80s and 90s, it was pretty damn weird, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's probably still weird to keep your sex manual in the kitchen. In the kitchen, yeah. I mean, that's that's where I have, <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to go there with those questions, Lloyd, because it's too much. Um, It's the recipe for a happy marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, I think we should leave it there, don't you? (laughs) So if this is is a vibe that you're you're compelled by dear listener join join us there is no way of summing up that is there except for season 10 is on the way and it will be about films and the pictures and the flicks and the cinema and even vhs Uh, yeah and the television we've covered it all already actually (laughs) 